Cause he sure missed you It's the Taryn Show Taryn Show Now he's all booted up and ready to go It's the Taryn Show A simple name We're a simple guy with a simple face It's the Taryn Show Hello everyone and welcome to the Taryn Show I have a very special guest today. Um, this is uh, a man that I, I played. Uh, I played a game of uh, an online game of Sequester, which is a, a social strategy game with uh, with this guy, and uh, it was very very fun. And he's been uh, so so nice, <clears throat> such a delight to talk to after. Um, and uh, I wanted to bring him on the podcast. It is uh, Jeremy. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Doing very well. Excited to talk to you. Um, I think I think some people would probably know you from uh, from Drag Race. Uh, some people might know you from Twitch. Um, how, how do you sort of uh, introduce yourself? Um, I, I think majority of people know me. I think just recently people started to catch on from Twitch and then they were like, oh, that's where I knew you from because I knew you had a familiar face. Yeah. Um, but um, I think most people all, yeah, know me from the whole Drag Race uh, franchise. Are you still doing uh, drag and are you still like involved in the community? I do not do anything with Drag Race. <laughs> um, uh, we... Uh, I decided to remove myself from that situation. Um, It just wasn't a a positive one for me. So um, there was no need to have it there. But as far as doing uh, drag, um, yes, every now and then when I, when I, when I feel like it or the, or the money's right, you know, Mm. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'll do it. But um, I've done so much now with um, gaming and then uh, uh, cosplay and doing like conventions and stuff like that, that um, I haven't really had time to do any drag. So yeah, but, yeah. but I'm loving it. Cause I've, I've always wanted to just be myself and then let my art be on the side and everything, just have fun. And, and now it's finally happening. That's awesome. What, what kind of like cosplay do you do? Um, I mean, I do all kinds of cosplay, whether it's video games, whether it's uh, movie characters, um, whether teaching people um, how to do um, costume designs and makeup and hair and everything. I just partnered with Twitch um like two months ago and we had um cosplay which is my own like own reality show competition where um one person won five thousand dollars but they had to do weekly challenges um that had to do with cosplay and, and create characters it was it was incredible that's that sounds awesome are is that something that you're interested in doing more of on twitch like these kind of competitions i've always been interested in like uh, these like uh, Twitch competition-y kind of things. Uh, we essentially did one, you know, one version of it, right, together. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like they're so fascinating. Yeah. So this one, um, there's been a few um, production companies that actually want it, which I'm very excited about. But Twitch was like the home base for it originally when we came up with the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they were like, "Hey, what ideas do you have that you want to like do?" Because you know, Twitch partners kind of we get our, you know, our own representative and get to like kind of brainstorm and do stuff. So I was like, you know, I have this idea um, of coming from a reality TV background. Um, I think it'd be really cool to, uh, you know, do a different uh, take on reality TV and um, do cosplay and feature that. And it was crazy. It was the first time I hit like 20,000 viewers Wow! on, on, on just one episode. And I was just like, what? Like the series alone got a mu- million views. It was just, it was crazy. Cause I, I didn't, I knew that cosplay was huge and I knew that there's a big, um, I call, I'm a self-proclaimed nerd. And I knew that there's a huge, you know, nerd community yeah. that loves this. And it was just really cool that they kind of found a home and that they could go, you know, all in one place and watch it was really really fun yeah that's incredible uh, i mean it sounds like uh like the perfect fit too like um you know 
uh, being able to like sort of bring uh, your your talents to this community and and make something awesome. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I didn't. I, I like in my head, you know, like when you have an idea, you're like, oh, no, this is going to be amazing. But then there's always <laughs> a little doubt. Yeah. So I, I genuinely like this is not a joke. I genuinely I was so tired um, from putting the first episode together. I just wanted it to be like so perfect. I edited and produced it myself. Um, I just wanted it to be just great. And then the numbers just kept rising and rising and rising. And I literally broke down crying yeah. because I was just so happy. I was just like, I like, I knew it was going to be good, but I just didn't realize how good it's just, I'm very proud of it. And it's going on to other places now, which, which I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for that. So, yeah, that, well, that's so cool. I, I feel like, um, uh, I'm, I'm interested in, uh, in how you are like, um, going about being like a content creator because, uh, it seems like you're, you're really like finding your stride here. Um, I know for myself, like, uh, you know, I'm primarily known for big brother coverage. Um, and so like, I, um, you know, when I try to do things outside of that, like, uh, it's like, uh, it's good. I, I like it. People like it. Um, but there is kind of like, uh, like, you know, I, I got to come up with ideas. I got to like, what, what can I make? What can I do um, yeah. that will that will interest people? Uh, how, how have you sort of like dealt with that? Well, before. So the reason I one of the reasons I got noticed to be on Drag Race is because I constantly made content on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't normally I don't really do YouTube anymore. But um, like way before all this, um, like America's Got Talent. Um, it came to find me and it was between either America's Got Talent or Drag Race. And I figured for like what I was doing at that time, Drag Race was perfect because I felt like America's Got Talent. I, I would have been a clown to them. And I was just like, yeah. no, but it's not what I do is I take serious. So um, I went that route. So but I've always been about like, OK, what could I how could I market myself to people? How could I tap into something that people are going to like from all ages, all backgrounds and everything? And I always love to play off like the nostalgic people love nostalgia, whether it's their favorite cartoons or, you know, stuff like that, that I knew that I could get like, I don't want to say clickbaity because mm-hmm. I do put a lot of passion, and everything in there, but I also want to make sure that what I put out there, people, no matter where they are, who like where they come from, they're like, Oh, I love that character. Oh, that's cool. Like mm-hmm. this is a guy if I'm in drag or, you know, I can't believe that they uh, made this. And it, it's just, I, I'm always trying to top that. Um, I did 365 days of drag on Instagram where like every day I put out a new look, which was <laughs> like the smartest and like, most exhausting thing yeah. I've ever done in my entire life. I don't know how I did it. I and I did it while I was on tour. I did it when I was on All Stars Drag Race. Wow. Um, so I had to shoot like fourteen looks in a day. It, it was it was a lot. And um, so I was like, how am I going to top that? So then I teamed up with like Harry Potter and Warner Brothers, and um, they I did like a whole Harry Potter series. And then I was like, all right, how am I going to top that now? So I keep going and going, <laughs> and it's it's exhausting and I have to take big breaks. Cause I think that's really mm-hmm. important. I think content creators often um, feel like they have to continuously just keep putting themselves out there and like they'll burn out. And for me, I rather take a little break and then put something out amazing than put something out. That's like, meh. And then, you know, you lose the traction. Yeah. That's, that's definitely something I struggle with is, uh, is like if, if I'm not, do it like I, I do. I do like to take breaks, but then when I am taking a break, I, like it starts to creep in like uh, like why aren't you doing anything yet? Like, like, uh, like I'm feeling a guilt, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I get that 100 percent. But then like 
for me personally, and maybe it, it could be different for you, but for me personally, I just, I know that if I just rush into another one, mm-hmm. another project, that it's not going to be, it's not going to have my full creative process and it. it's not going to have my full attention, my full creativity. It's just not. And so I rather just like, you know, take a month off, take two months off or whatever, let people enjoy and marinate in whatever content I put out and then do another thing and do it big. So that way it's just like, it keeps just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, that's sort of what I'm learning now is, is like, uh, like I really want to take more time to figure out what I want to put out there. Um, than I, than I have in the past. Um, sort of what I'm doing with this podcast is like, I was doing this podcast <clears throat> four years ago. Every week I was talking to somebody, um, but I was also doing like full big brother coverage and like all this other stuff. And it, and it got, it just got like, it, I wasn't able to like focus on, you know, scheduling people and, and getting this podcast out. And so I stopped for a while. Um, and, but I've always wanted to bring it back, but I always wanted to make sure like I was doing it right. Um, so, uh, so my, my strategy right now is that I'm, I'm recording a bunch of these and then I'll have like a nice buffer to be able to sort of like, uh, stay on top of it. And I also want to like actually work on like promoting it and, um, and like, uh, you know, make sure like that it's being edited well and stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm, I'm working on other stuff too, but like, uh, I, I definitely feel you about like, uh, like I want to be able to like really focus on the creative process and not just like, uh, like hit, hit go live and, you know, uh, look, look, it's, it's me again. One of the the biggest things that I've learned like in all this, because I feel like in this day and age, it's always about numbers. Oh, how many followers Mm -hmm. do you have? How many likes do you get on this? How many but I don't, I don't, I'm not a number chaser. I, yeah. I, I, I've learned that like, I rather have people that want to be there and those people that want to be there, like they're going to wait for you to do your podcast. So whenever mm-hmm. the next one has come out, they're going to be excited and ready for it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so there's like not a need or force. They're not forcing you to put it out like right away type of thing. And that's what I love about like, like real followers, real fans, real yeah. supporters are just genuinely just want you to put your best out there and don't mind if you take off a little bit of time to do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, how, how did you get into, uh, all of this in general? Like you said, you started making YouTube videos. Uh, like what, what prompted that? Uh, I mean, this is going to sound so shallow. <laughs> um, I, I want to be famous. I was yeah. like, I want to be seen. I, I, I've always been like, uh, you know, I was a theater kid. I sang in choir. I, you know, I've always been a class clown. I just was like the attention seeker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a freaking star, man. I was like, and I told myself this as a kid. So I was like, you know what? If I can't make it, and I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, and there's not many outlets there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you know, if I can't make it, I'm, I'm going to make it myself. And luckily, I had the power of the internet. And that was, you know, as a kid, like that was just, I remember MySpace was really big when I was yeah. a kid. And, um, and trying to just, I, I was seeing how people would find their fame and they're like Tila Tequila or like, yeah. um, you know, stuff like that. Like just um, Jeffree Star who like totally got their following on that. Um, and I was like, you know what? I could do this. And so I would like look at these people and like see what they were doing. I was like, I can put out a video. Sure. Yeah. I could put out photos. I could do all this. I could put out music. Like, why not? So um, yeah, I just constantly like pushed myself to do it. Um, one of the things that I did a lot is I would use tags and hashtags before hashtags and tags were like <laughs> cool yeah. because it was, it really was true. And especially on YouTube, like their algorithm was, by the tags. Mm. And so um I would I would 
I would tag like the stupidest shit, but like it would like, oh, can I cuss on here? Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Um, I would tag like the stupidest stuff, but I knew that whatever I would tag was like hot ticket topic items that I knew that if someone clicked on something, it would click into it and mm-hmm. it would be like a suggested video. So I would get my views. <laughs> so I'd play the system. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, what, what is it that you think, um, like, uh, if you go all the way back, like, uh, why, like, why do you think you had that drive to like, like get that attention, be famous? I, I think like, I think because I was surrounded by my, like my household was like, my dad was like really, he was, he's an, he was a jerk. Yeah. Um, and so like, there was no like support system there. And like, for me i don't if someone's gonna tell me i can't do it or like no Mm. that's not for you i'm like oh but it is yeah (laughs) and i'm going to show you and so that was kind of like the drive too like i like i i I think there's a fine line in being arrogant and and you know just freaking like and confident and 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 cocky and everything it's like um but i like i knew that i have a talent whether it was with art or singing or just performing i knew it and so i was like whether I become like a super big famous person or not, like I, I do want to share my talents with the world and I'm not going to have people tell me that like, I can't show it or I have to do something else. And so that was a big drive of like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. That makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so was that like, uh, that was like an outlet for you growing up to like, uh, like express yourself with, you know, uh, you know, like singing or, uh, or acting and stuff like that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, I, I remember I played sports and I, and I loved sports. I did tr- uh, track and field. I did baseball um, and I, I loved it. It was so much fun, but I didn't have as much fun as like when I was creating something like mm. putting on a show for people. And I remember like, um, like, in, especially in Texas, it's like, you know, sports or the entertainment, you know, and I'm like, OK, well, <laughs> like, I'm good. And so um, but I was like, how can I put on a different show? And I remember like as a kid, I would make my sister <laughs> dress up. And I'd make her put on plays with me in the uh, in the living room. We would make like paper outfit, you know, like the old dot dot matrix printer paper that just connects. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so we would, I would make paper outfits out of that, or like full on sets. Wow. Out of it, and the paper, the outfits would rip. I mean, they were just paper. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was, I was just. I was obsessed with like creating a different world, and that mm. probably be- came too from like my childhood was really bad. It was abusive, mm-hmm. and so maybe that like helped me escape from that world yeah you know and put me into this other world so yeah for sure yeah i mean i i think that <clears throat> i think that like when you when you don't have a very good uh upbringing like uh uh you know the the escape of like stories or performance uh it, it's it's super super valuable um and then and then also like i imagine you know what you talked about with the internet like if you're not able to find it, or if, if your immediate community, like your family, especially is difficult to, uh, to be in, then like, uh, the internet was a great outlet for, uh, for people to like go and find their people, find different groups oh, of people. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that's why it really like, related to why well, I know that's why I related to like comics and everything and got into that like whole nerd fandom mm. is because like for instance x-men is like my favorite my favorite um franchise comic series whatever that mm-hmm. you want to not the movies movies are horrible yeah um, but <laughs> the comics like the 90s cartoon incredible mm-hmm. um 
but it, it was very true. Like I would read these comics where these people were freaks and geeks and losers and different and being a queer kid in Texas, I was that freaky, mm. different, you know, um, an outcast, but finding them find their own family and being super cool. And like their, you know, their um, powers made them actually super powerful and strong. Mm-hmm. And um, like for those few brief moments that I could like dress up as a character, you know, like uh, just read the comics. I, I could escape and I was my own superhero. So that was really fun. Yeah, that's uh, I, I I love that. I love that for, uh, you know, um, it, it was it definitely, you know, I, I had a different experience growing up, obviously. But like uh, I, I felt the same way when I, you know, like got into like fantasy and, um, you know, different different stories like uh, it's it's so valuable for uh, for kids. And, you know, uh, it, the, the X-Men are great. Um, but um, so. Uh, so you, you got into, um, you know, the, uh, making YouTube videos. Was that where you started, um, doing stuff online or did you start somewhere else? Um, <clears throat> no, that was where I started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would start, I would do stuff. I, I mean, I would do stuff on YouTube to put on my MySpace. <laughs> I was, I was really big into HTML. So I would do all those like fun, mm, elaborate, yes. that take like an hour and a half to load pages. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, my, yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> my MySpace would open up to uh, some Avenge Sevenfold. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. My top, well, I didn't have a top eight because that just was controversial. So mm. I had like a top 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but I, that's really what I did. I did it for content because um, like MySpace music was really huge mm. and um, I wanted to be seen on there. So I would look at these artists pages to see like, okay, what, what do they have that I could put on there? So anything from like, um, I don't know, like a little, like a little audio clip or just like a moving picture of me or something, just um, any video clip I could put up there. Cause I knew that was going to get people like, Oh wow, look at this page. Like look what they could do. So whether it was me singing, whether it was me performing, um, whatever it was to get attention, I would, I would do a lot of that on YouTube. Yeah. And I look back at it now and I'm just like, God, this is, this is crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. But I guess it was great for that time. Like, wow, this kid's doing a lot, like a lot. But like now, I'm like, it's endearing to watch now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird too because I feel like um, I, I feel like back then, you know, uh, I mean, like when when you start creating things, they're often bad at first, right? Like it takes a yeah. lot of time and experience. Um, but there's also like a sort of collective societal growth in terms of content creation, where like somebody that starts making things now has so much, you know, uh, just like knowledge of all of the things that have been created and they have better tools. And I feel like it's a lot like you can start at a better place now, but then I'm sure if you looked at it, you know, five, 10 years from now, uh, any content that's being made now by people that are starting out, we'd be like, Oh, that's, oh, that's terrible. Terrible. Oh, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. I, I look at like people that are starting out now and I'm just like, I mean, I feel like a, an, I feel like a boomer. Cause I'm just like, yeah. Oh, back in my day, <laughs> you know, it was just like, Oh my, these people have it so easy now. <laughs> yeah everything is you could do it right at your phone and have like the best quality you know content to put out and i'm like i had a nokia (laughs) (laughs) this is very hard i remember i spent so much money on getting a camera i like saved up money and i worked um for a grocery store when i was younger um so I, I literally in Texas, it was five sixty five an hour. Like that's mm. nothing. And um, I remember I spent all my money on this this damn camera. 
<laughs> uh, to get the best quality I could. I taught myself Photoshop so I could make like elaborate backgrounds and everything. Um, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's, there's a lot less to like build off of right at the time. Like, um, yeah. like I know that, you know, for, for me, I, you know, I, I went to school as a, as an, or I, I really as a writer, but I eventually uh, got into editing for uh, film and like, you know, watching, movies and stuff like that like even watching like internet videos uh like totally developed my editing eye right so like yeah by the time i started doing it i already had instincts for it because i consumed so much of it um but when there's less to go off of you don't have that to like jump from right Mm -hmm. Uh, you have to sort of create your own template I remember um, my very, uh, I was obsessed with Godzilla. I don't, I, yeah. not even like the old classic Godzilla, like, um, oh, oh my God, what's his name from Ferris Bueller? Um, um, oh my God, why can't you think of his name? The actor, um, he, he was in Godzilla and I was so obsessed with that movie and I don't know why. Um, was it, was it the was, 1998 one? I, I believe so. Um, but I was so upset here. Let me, let me there. Oh, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. That's who you're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. I was so, ninety eight. Yeah, I saw that I was, movie too. I was obsessed though, so obsessed that I wanted to recreate scenes from that that movie. And I remember that I like at my grandparents' house, I would make my sister again, my my poor sister. She's so supportive. <laughs> um, I would like be like, all right, this is the role that you're going to play. We're going to remake the scene. But I remember I would make like little model like sets. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, like when they break, there's a huge ship that breaks in there and I would make a ship that would break, whether it'd be like out of foam or like Legos, it didn't matter. Um, it was, it was all about creating something for people to enjoy, but I've, I've like always, I've always done it. It's just, yeah. Unlimited supplies yeah <laughs> yeah you're, you're so much more creative than me i i also like uh i loved that movie as a, it's a terrible movie but um it's uh it totally captured my imagination i remember uh like after it came out uh i would like anything i drove by i would be like godzilla's foot is like yeah. that big yeah. uh <laughs> And, and it would make me though. I, so I don't know. You you probably look at it a different way. Because are, are you are you a crafty person? Do you like to make stuff? Or you? I've person? never I've never had that. Like uh, like I, I'm a I, I I do consider myself a creative person, but never a crafty creative yeah. person. Um. So for me, like looking at like watching movies like that, I I will constantly look at something and figure out like how I can manipulate that or make that into something else. Mm. And I think a lot has to that has to do with like cosplay or like I do makeup and costuming and everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm constantly looking like, all right, how can I make that scene with a, a cardboard box? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. So it was the same thing. I, I I would drive around town and be like, oh, this is a, or like I would constantly look for like places like, oh, this is like the perfect place to shoot this scene. It looks just like it. Um, I swear I was a director and I was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this. Did you uh, did you go to uh, to school for this? Like what, like what was the the game plan? No. So I I actually dropped out of high school um and i my so my parents got divorced when i was very little Mm -hmm. and then my mom remarried and um i was by myself and so um i had to choose whether i wanted to have a roof and like i had to work and i couldn't go to school so i dropped out of school 
and I just worked and I had to like make a living that way. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really, really rough. And, um, I wanted to, I, I wanted to go back to school. I wanted to go back to high school so bad. I was like, I was so embarrassed. Um, now, now, now I'm not embarrassed. Cause it's like, it's part of life and that's real. Like it was either yeah. like, I, I slept out of my car for, okay. So I didn't, I, I was homeless and I didn't mm-hmm. have, um, like I said, I was just going to work instead and I would sleep in my car or this is like really dark, but like I would, often try to hook up with people just so I had a couch to sleep on at night or a bed mm-hmm. or, you know, just like that. So it was, it was really, really rough. So I never went back to school cause it was a means of survival. So now that I look at it, there's so many kids, there's so many teens, especially queer, you know, teens that get kicked out of their house or whatever and have to struggle with this. And I just mm-hmm. want to show them like, no, I, you can make it like you, you got this, like, it's going to be a struggle, but you got this. But I remember I didn't pay my car. I, I didn't have enough money for it. Like I, I would, I used to steal food. I used to call into like, um, like McDonald's and I'd be mm-hmm. like, Hey, um, I just spoke with the manager. I'd make up a name. <laughs> um, and they, I called last night and they messed up my order and they said, I can come pick it up today. And, you know, I'd make up this excuse and they'd be like, what? There's nobody here by that name. And I was like, well, I called this like last night, they messed up my order. I came through the drive through and they'd be like, all right, just come on in and get it. But that's how I would do it just to survive. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was hard. So I didn't go back to school for it. Um, I haven't gone to any school for um, editing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Everything that I've done, whether it's sewing, makeup, editing, any of that, I've just self-taught myself. Yeah. I am. I mean, that must've been, myself, that's redundant. That, was, that must've been so, so difficult being so, so young and, and having to like fend for yourself. How do you think that like impacted your uh, sort of like trajectory? I mean, a lot. I mean, I, uh, well, my mental health is fucked. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, um, that needs a lot of work because I've gone through, I got some trauma. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> um, no, it's, I, it's, I think that's why I, I have, you know, I often have my guard up a lot and, mm-hmm. and it's because like I've been around some grimy people and, and situations. I'm just like, it triggers a lot. So I don't, don't want to open myself up to that again. And so um, I do kind of put up a shield for with a lot of people. Um, but yeah, it made me realize that like one of the biggest things that I've had to learn recently is it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds really cheesy and a lot of people say that, but it's, it's absolutely a hundred percent true. Like, mm-hmm. and there's so many people out there that want to help, like they rather help you than see you struggle. And that was one of the hardest things that I did because for the longest time it was just me. And I mm-hmm. had to like break out of that and be like, okay, you know what, Jeremy, you can't do this all alone. You can't be expected to do this all by yourself. Like reach out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But well- I made it. <laughs> you did. Well, how, did so it. how, how did you, how did you get out of that situation? Um, so I, <laughs> um, so like I said, I used to, you know, hook up with people mm-hmm. and, um, one of the people I hooked up with ended up being one of my boyfriends and we were together for three years and, um, yeah, if, if, he gave me a roof and everything over my head and it was a really bad, I'm not going to lie. It was a bad abusive relationship and it's probably because, that's what I was used to as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know any different um, until my friends were like, no, like we got to get you out of this situation. Um, but he gave me a roof. He gave me all this and um, it helped me get a job and a stable job. And I, I moved into optics and I started being um, an optician and I, I loved it. And there was so much more money there than at a grocery store. Mm. And um, it kind of just like set the, it like paved the way for me to be like financially stable and have my own place and my own job and car that was paid for, like not people looking to repo it while I'm sleeping in it type of thing. So yeah. um 
yeah, he um, was very problematic, but he did. <laughs> it really did help pave the way for like security. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, like you really like clawed your way out of it, right? Like, uh, like step by step. Like, uh, even though it wasn't always the easiest, oh, uh, you know. <clears throat> oh yeah, it was bad. My best friend um, at the time, we had a really bad fight. Like, really, really bad fight. Um, and um, my best friend came, and it was him and his mom actually. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed because I like respected his mom so much. Mm. I didn't want her to see me like you know crying, and I was bloody. It was bad, um, and I didn't want to see me in this situation. And she's like, "That's it. Grab your grab your shit. We're packing up. We're leaving." And then they gave me a roof, and I stayed with them for like two years. But I still had my job and everything, and they helped me like get you know um, like gas money or whatever, so I can go back and forth. But um, it, I, I as much as I. It, that I sh- that relationship is horrible. There was a lot of good things that I needed for myself mm. um, to build Jeremy, um, and it led to other things. And I firmly believe that everything happens for a reason. So, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I you know I think it it takes a lot of uh, of like strength, right? To uh, and, and like fortitude to be able to sort of like uh, you know survive in that s- kind of situation. Not only survive, but eventually like manage to get your way out of it um and uh and get to a point now where like um you know i said this at the start of this podcast but like you are uh such a delight to talk to you're so friendly like uh you're such a great presence um and you know uh i think in a lot of ways um you'd never know like how much you have been through to get to where you are uh which i think is a testament to your your strength of character well, thank you. Um, I I can't say it's always been like that. Um, I, I I I get angry. I get mad, and I it's still to this day. And and I just I guess the older I get, the more I'm just like I have questioned like, is it really worth getting upset about? Like, mm-hmm. dude you've been homeless. What's wrong? Yeah. with you? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, there's so much, and and I I don't know. I'm just so grateful for it. And then like. I didn't have somebody and maybe that was because I, again, this goes back to like back in my day, uh, I, you know, I didn't have the access to these people that like everybody can go on the internet or TikTok or whatever. And they, they can find someone that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody like that. Yeah. And so I couldn't, my, my finding people that I could relate to was like in the AOL chat rooms and hopefully, hopefully I could find someone that was like on the same page as me. Mm. Um, which like never happened. Um, and so like, if I could share this story, which I've been very vocal about. So um, if I, if I could share this story and maybe, you know, maybe it resonates with anybody. Um, and I feel like I did my job and then hopefully that'll help them get out of their situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think that um, like uh, under understandable, right? Like if, if you, uh, if there's still some things that, uh, that, that linger, right? Like, um, that you're, you're still dealing, but like, uh, I, again, like, and, and I don't know you that well, but like, uh, from my perspective at the very least, um, you know, uh, I think that you've, uh, you've done a remarkable job of, of, uh, you know, like, um, just like just being a positive presence, even just cause like it, it's, it's not just our interactions, but also just like seeing you on stream. Like, I, I feel like you've built such a positive community. Um, and, and it feels like you, you really care about helping others. Um, and, uh, and I think that, um, like, uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's cool to, to know you. It's, it's, uh, I, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I mean, that really means a lot. So, um, and I'm glad that like, when you look at my community, you 
feel like a it's a positive space and everything because that's what I I genuinely want. Like I my my play, I mean you've you've been there that it's, it's a shady good time. Like it's like a family like where mm-hmm. we can all just laugh and have a good time. Like I never want anybody to feel uncomfortable and one of the coolest parts is like a discord i i when i first got to twitch i, I made the a discord mm-hmm. and it's so cool seeing how i never used a discord but i didn't know what that was yeah um yeah um it, it's so cool seeing the people that aren't even in that world of using discord like get together and have made all these connections through like my channel and everything so i just think like whether i uh, whether I do anything to become even you know to extend my fame, my limited fame that I've made so far, um, or, or whether it just ends tomorrow. I think it's so cool that like out of all this, I was able to create like a family mm. because I didn't have that growing up. And I think that's just really, it's just really awesome to look at. Yeah, it's incredible. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, uh, so you managed to, to get like a, a, a stable job and situation. You eventually get out of this, uh, this bad relationship. Um, you know, where do, where do you go from there? Like, uh, like how, how, where do you go from, you know, stable sort of situation to, uh, you know, like, like on TV, right? Like how, how, where, where's the, where's the, uh, the transition there? So I, um, I, I just did it like, like overnight, like I made a change. Like, um, so this is like actually 100% not a joke. And I don't, I tell people don't do this. <laughs> um, I was in Texas and, um, I, I was, I didn't, I, I didn't have a relationship or anything. And I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? I don't, <clears throat> there's nothing here for me. I kept getting in trouble with the law. Um, you know, being homeless, you're, like I said, you're not surrounded by like mm-hmm. the best environments a lot of times. So there's a lot of like drugs and sex and stuff that was around. And I was like, I gotta, I have to remove myself. Like, I just can't, I'm just gonna, I'm going to continuously get in trouble and get involved with the wrong people. I can't do that. Um, so I literally had $500. It was like four ninety something, um, mm-hmm. in my account. And, um, I was like, let's just move. Let's just go. And I told my best friend, I was like, let's just hit it. Let's just go to Chicago. It's like the, the place that I thought of. And um, he was like, Chicago. And I was like, yeah, let's just hit it. Let's just go. And we, I remember we went on to Southwest Airlines and they have like their $39 weekend deal ticket thing. Like you can buy in advance. And I was like, yeah, let's just do it. So I did it. And I found a very cheap hotel that was like $40. And um when I went there, we, we stayed in the hotel for literally a week. <laughs> we put our money together. And, um, one of my ex-girlfriends at the time was like, Hey, I have family in Chicago. Um, maybe they can help you get a place. And I was like, wait, what really? And, um, so we met with the family and they ended up having this basement apartment that was $500 a month. Um, it was like, it was just like an efficiency. Like it was really, really small, but mm-hmm. they had it. And, um, because, me and her used to date way back when um 
they like gave us the first month free so we could like establish and get a job and like make sure that we had like financially set but it was completely furnished and everything and it was like that moment it was just like my foot in it was just mm. like that was a change i needed and then from that moment on um i went back into optics my um optician that was in san antonio wrote like a raving review for me for the new optician in chicago and um i had a job yeah it was great i worked at a club i performed um that's when america's got talent um saw my youtube videos and then went to my show and then drag race came out on tv and i was like oh wow what is, what's happening so then i i applied and they knew who i was <laughs> and they were like yeah we want you and it just catapulted it's crazy like how fast it just changed <laughs> that's 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 amazing yeah no it's wild <laughs> yeah uh so uh so y- you get on tv um you get on on drag race uh like what like how did that change your life like like what like how did that like evolve things well t- i mean <clears throat> So, like I said, as a kid, I was like, you know what? I want to be on stage. I need I need to show my work to the world. Like, that's what I want to do. And so it was finally that moment. It was weird to know that, like, people around the world now know my name. Um, it's weird. And, and so I... I had many opportunities that open now, like um, people like celebrities that want that text me and or, or you know, followed me. I was like, wait, what is this? Like, what? Why me? Um, it's just crazy. Um Money is a huge thing because I never had money. So to have it now, and it's funny because like my husband is like, he makes fun of me because I don't spend money. And I think that it's because of my upbringing. I don't, I hate spending money. And, um, he was like, we have money. Just buy. Let's go out to eat. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. What, what, no, no, we can't. But, um, so that's been a hard thing to do, but it's, it's been life changing. I can't to be able to live comfortably and then to travel the world to perform and, you know, entertain people. It's, it's like, it's truly a dream come true. And, um, but it was a double-edged sword because I was the ultimate villain Mm -hmm. on drag race and people still, even to this day will compare any person that has like a villain edit to me. Yeah. Um, and I do nothing with that show anymore. So it's like, it's, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Did you get like a lot of, uh, like hate? Um, oh my God. Yeah. Get a, yeah. A hell of a lot. <laughs> um, I got death threats. My mom got death threats. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I had people that were like, um, I wish your dad would have beat you dead. Oh, man. Like, like it was, it was horrible. And I was like, for what? And it's funny. Cause like now people watch it and they're like, wow. Cause like my rival at the time was Sharon needles and, um, people go back and watch it and they're like, wow, you know, Jeremy really wasn't bad. They're like, <laughs> Sharon's saying the exact same stuff that he is like, and I was like, I tried to tell y'all, but y'all just like, nobody wanted to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and like TV has, and I mean, you know, this TV has a story that they mm-hmm. want to, you know, convey to the audience and the audience will eat it up. Um, so that was really, really hard. And then like when I did all stars, um, I said, first off, when I did all stars, I was, I'm so secure in like who I am as an artist and what I want to put out there and what I do. Um, if people don't like it on the show, cool. I, I mean, I do. So that's really all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, like I don't, I don't, I used to perform to what people wanted, mm. but in return, I wasn't giving my best because it wasn't what I wanted to do. And so now I perform what I want to perform or put out what I want to per because I, my fans want to see the best me. Like the same thing yeah. goes back to what we said before that people 
will want to see your true fans and supporters will want to see you be your best you. So um, when I did all stars, I was so secure in who I, you know, and who I am that um, I wouldn't let them edit me a certain way or I wouldn't, they wanted me to say lines and I wouldn't say the certain line. So mm-hmm. they didn't like me. Yeah. And um, I was fine with that. <clears throat> so I told them when I left, um, what they didn't show is um, when there's like a mirror scene where like all the girls got brought back and um, I called it out beforehand, um, like off camera. And like, we're not supposed to talk to your, like the staff or the girls off camera. Um, and I was like, they're bringing the girls back. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not stupid. And I was like, they're bringing the girls back because this is taking like four hours to set up and this never happens. And I was like, so they have a trick up their sleeve. Adora Delano left the first episode. I was like, so they have to make up an episode now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and they're like, no, 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 I don't think so. And I was like, I guarantee it. Just watch. And sure enough, we walk into there. They tell us like what order to walk into the room. And I was like, oh, here it goes. And so when the light turns on and they're all waiting behind the window and I'm just like, <laughs> I told y'all um, the odd to the audience. It looks like I'm shocked. And I'm just like, no, I'm just laughing. Cause I'm like, I fucking knew it. Like mm. I, I knew it. But what, what y'all didn't see is that we got into a huge fights and I got into it with producers and to the point to where the executive producers had to come in, security had to come in because I said, I, I broke down crying and I was like, how dare you? I like try to manipulate the situation and make me look evil. Mm. And I was like, I've, I've gone through my entire life. I was like having to defend myself and fight for myself. And I will not um, like any longer have anybody, especially on national television, make me look like a fool and make me look like a bad person. Like I am a great person. I refuse to be taken advantage of. And I was like, so I was like, this is the deal. Either I am going to leave the show. And I was like, are you kick me off? And I was like, that's, what's going to happen. And, and sure enough, the next episode I was gone and I was so happy. I was so happy to go home because I didn't want to be a part of that situation anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I don't know why I thought that show, I think a lot of people go on that show and they think they need that show. Mm-hmm. And sure, it's a great stepping stone for a lot of people, but it's not, you don't need that to be anybody. And it took me a long time to realize I never needed this show. I had all this before. Yeah. I, like I'm doing the show a favor by being on this. Well, it's <laughs> like, it, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it, it reminds me a little bit of, of what you thought, like when you were homeless and you had an abusive relationship, but it also like helped. It was a stepping stone, right? Like it sounds yeah. somewhat similar to that. Yeah. And I I was like, I, I know my worth. I know it now. And it took a long time to come around to figure that out. And, and, um, and I refuse to let someone take it away, especially for ratings. I won't, Mm -hmm. I won't do it. And, uh, I rather have nothing. I rather nobody know my name and, and just, you know, I rather go back to being an optician than have to deal with people having this assumption of who I am when they, they don't know, you know, like I just, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I removed myself from the situation. I was the first person to not show up to a reunion ever. <laughs> um, and it was my way of taking control of the situation. Yeah. Because it, like people go on those reunion shows and a lot of people want, and I think this goes with like new, like nowadays people want, they think all press is good press and that's, that's not true. Um, and for me going on there, I don't need the camera time. I don't need, it was a $700 paycheck. I don't need that $700 <laughs> paycheck. Yeah. Um, you can keep it. Because I was going with like hate in my heart, you know, <laughs> I was not going to go there to hug it out and talk to people. I was getting ready to let them know like, hey, I want you to know you gave someone suicidal thoughts. You sat there and um, um, didn't st- you just stand by and watched like the, your audience try to do death threats to myself, my mother, my sister, my family. Like, 
and you said nothing like this show is it's not real mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i was like let me not go to this and uh just take control of the situation <laughs> yeah yeah well uh i'm i'm glad i'm glad you're out of it now um no, me, me too yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i'm so much more happy it's literally so much more happier and you know it's cheesy i i, I don't know if I I made this comment before, like moving to Twitch and sure, there's a lot of things on Twitch. There's a lot of problems that need to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, with, with everywhere, there's a lot of places that need mm-hmm. to fix their stuff, but I felt like moving to Twitch was the first time I smiled because I, it was like, it was real. Like, and I was surrounded by people that wanted to see me mm-hmm. and I could talk to them. And that's why I love Twitch so much. Like I say, I was, I was going through like, I don't know if it was just, I don't know if it was depression or what I, and, and then COVID hit. So I didn't get to go out and get, mm. you know, see anybody. But um, I was just like, I was in a really dark spot, like right before COVID. And I, I felt bad saying this, but like COVID did amazing things for me because yeah. it, I got to like, kind of revamp myself and just sit down and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. Not be somebody's puppet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously it was, it, it was and continues to be a, a terrible thing overall, but there are definitely uh, like, it's it just as a, as a changing force in the world, right? Like yeah. between um, the way that it's impacted uh, the way that people work, you know, a lot of people now being able to work from home or remotely, um, you know, the then and also just like for some people, it, you know, uh, uh, an opportunity to like really, uh, you know, spend some time and, and, and think uh, things through introspection, stuff like that. I know for for others, that's uh, that was a bad thing, you know, being stuck at home uh, in bad situations. But, um, you know, with with the bad, there's also some good um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it sounds like it was, uh, it was a cool opportunity for you. Yeah, it was, it was really, really great. And like, don't get me wrong. Uh, my husband actually had COVID at the very beginning. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was, it was really, that was really hard too. That must've been scary. <clears throat> yeah. Well, he, he had it really bad. Um, he like, didn't leave the room in there. He couldn't move. He had a hard time breathing. Um, it was just, it was, it was really, really bad. Um, but, and I, I didn't want to like tell anybody because I didn't want anybody to be, I didn't tell anybody until after it was all done. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I didn't want anybody to be like, Oh, poor, like Jeremy's trying to pull this card or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, because I lost all, all my gigs because of COVID, which many people did because mm-hmm. touring stopped. So I lost everything. Um, and so I didn't want people to be like, oh, this is an excuse to get attention during this. And I was like, no. So I kept it quiet. I didn't say anything. But it was really hard because I have to take worry about taking care of him. My best friend wanted to stay with us because she didn't want to be by herself during the pandemic. And then I just started streaming. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, let's put on this happy face and, you know, start performing. <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah, but it again, it all works out. And again, I like I said, I feel like everything happens for a reason. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You say like, you didn't want to, uh, say it because you didn't want people thinking that you were just like, you know, wanting sympathy or anything. I like, I totally have the same instinct, uh, about like, I never want to like talk about bad things, uh, that happened to me or that like I'm dealing with because like, I don't want people to feel like I just like, you know, like, Oh, I was, I'm like, I just, I just want you guys to feel bad for me or anything. Uh, yeah. I also like, uh, and I don't know if this is related, but I also like, um, uh, like if I am like hurt or sick or what, anything like that, like, 
there's like this deep rooted sense of like uh like people like, people will think you're faking it like uh like it's, no and yeah. there no yeah that because during like the beginning of pandemic everybody was like oh i got i got covid and a lot of people were faking it and i was like i don't find this funny i don't like i don't understand where mm. is this joke i like this is not my humor i don't understand it um so i didn't want anybody to say that because not that i not that i, I don't know if people would have said that about me but I just wanted to avoid the situation at all costs. Plus, like at the time, I really fe- I felt like it wasn't anyone's business, really. And just to like keep carrying on this, it's going to be fine. And I think that also probably everything stems. I told you trauma. Everything mm-hmm. stems back yeah. to, that I'm like, you know what? We're going to make it. It's going to be fine. Like, don't don't worry about it. Put on a put on a tough face and let's go <laughs> type of thing. So, yeah. But I mean, I, again, like that must have been terrifying um, to uh, like, were you were you worried that like uh, like like, you know, I mean, your husband had covid. Uh, this is near the beginning, too. It must have been like you didn't know like uh, what that would would end with like uh like what was that experience so the only thing that like really made it like it like lessened the worrisome is because i his doctor was like he's young he's he's fine he's healthy it's just mm. it's going to be bad and that's that's really what it is right now and so um like he has a healthy Im- immune system and everything like he was great so he just unfortunately got it really bad um so like i never it never went through my mind that like any, like I would lose them or anything. Yeah. Um, it was just like, I felt bad because he couldn't leave this room. And it was just like, I have to carry on outside and play video games and laugh and have fun <laughs> with friends while yeah. he's up in there, like not moving. And I feel, you know, that I felt guilty about. Cause I was just like, all right. Um, but we couldn't even like, we wouldn't even go into like the room. Cause we were, nobody knew at the beginning, like how contagious this yeah. was. And we're like, um, all right, we'll put the food by the door and, I I hadn't made jello in so long. He could only eat jello for a long time Oof. because that was all that would go down his throat. Yeah. Um, and so I made I made him jello because <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. It was it was really weird because it was just like it was a time where we're, like everyone lost their job. Everyone um is just stuck in a house. Um and then he's sick and I have the game. I don't know. It was a lot. It was, it was yeah. a lot. <laughs> so you and you so you couldn't even like uh like go in the room and uh you know like uh like I mean was, I would go I would go in there and yeah. we would wipe down uh, like everything that we mm-hmm. would touch um but we would literally keep distance from him yeah because we didn't we didn't we didn't know we had no clue um his doctor did tell us that they were like you should you guys should be fine um just kind of you know take if you're going to touch a door wipe the door handle if you're mm-hmm. you know set things like that and so we were just like, let's be extra safe. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but she didn't, he didn't mind. It was fine. He got through it. He's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Um, so I, I, I think one of the things I was, I was curious about, you talked about like, um, you know, now that you, uh, are, you know, uh, successful, you've got money, um, that you, uh, you're still kind of like, Oh, I don't want to spend the money. Are there any other sort of like, um, like things from growing up from your past that like uh like you've had to adjust to uh now that you're in like a much more like uh stable and like happy safe situation um hmm i mean the the money the money one is probably the biggest i i don't there's nothing that i'd like I, I will say this as a kid because i didn't so everyone knows i love like my collectibles and like my toys and everything mm-hmm 
and I like my house is like literally it's a collectible shop now um, <laughs> because I have everything that I couldn't have when I was a kid. Like I literally went back and bought like my old action figures that I couldn't that I wanted or like stuff like that. So that is something, but that's nothing like like the money situation. I'm like, no, you we can't spend or like. I always have it in my mind where like my mom was like, no, we can't have that. We're poor. And I'm like, all mm-hmm. right. And so I'm like, I find myself being my mother to my husband. In yeah. this situation. And I'm just like, no, we have no money. We can't spend that. He's like, what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, but that's really it. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I do like to, I do. I, and I like to do a lot of, um, I think this also, yeah, comes from being young and wanting to, I, like, I want to help others because I didn't have that help. So I, I love doing charity work. I love doing, whether it's putting on show and raising money, whether it's streaming and raising money, whether I'm in the streets marching for a cause, like I do, I just, I like to lift people's voices. And mm-hmm. I think that's because probably maybe I didn't have mine lifted too much yeah. and amplified. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, do you, um, are you like, uh, like what is the relationship with your family now? I, I talk to my sister almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives back home in San Antonio. I don't talk to my dad. Um, However, he he did text me actually on Thanksgiving, which was weird because I I don't know uh, I don't know how he got my number. Oh yeah. Um, so that was kind of strange. Um, and like my mom and I don't really we haven't talked in a long time, but we're like we're not like on bad terms. We just haven't talked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but my sisters who I'm really close to, but yeah. um, my husband's side of the family, like we are just we're so we're so close and That's he's great. um he's he's puerto rican and they have a huge puerto rican family yeah. um and uh they're just full of love and and it, it's just it's really amazing because like i i sit back and i look at their family and just like uh, it's they're just great i love them yeah you still make uh paper outfits for your sister <laughs> I, I do not but um my niece um she uh she um always wants to play dress up and everything um whenever i would visit san antonio she would want to play in like the wig and it was normally for like a drag gig and she'd want to play in like the wigs and do all that stuff so it's kind of we, we can play dress up now on a bigger budget yeah <laughs> so yeah so that's been been really cool my niece has been trying my niece actually just got a uh she's eight and she just got a cell phone Oh. And, um, yeah. And, but my text messages are, um, all of like, if I can play Fortnite with her. Yeah. Um, so that's been, that's been quite fun, but it, it's cool to be an, it's, I don't know. It's cool to be an uncle yeah. and, and, uh, have that relationship. Do you think you'd, you'd want kids at some point? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Just, just an uncle uh, is good. I don't, you know, I don't want that risk. Yeah. An uncle's fine. Or I'm, I, I have two, um, my fur babies. I have mm, two dogs. Yes. I have two Shiba Inus. Yeah. So that's enough for me. And one of them, honestly, they're like children. They really are. Yeah. And one of them has a gluten allergy. Like she's mm. such a millennial. Um, <laughs> and we have to get her special food and everything. It's really, it's ridiculous. Um, but I don't want kids. My husband used to want kids yeah. and, um, since we've been together and since we got um, our puppies, it's been no kids. So I'm happy with that. I like that I can give back the kids because if there's a problem, that's not my issue. That's the, that's yeah, the yeah. Yeah. You, you can be, to, yeah. You can be fun. You yeah, I'm the cool with, uncle. I don't yeah. have to be financially responsible or anything. <laughs> I don't have to do any of this parent teacher conference. I'm good. Mm. <laughs> how did, uh, how did you meet your husband? We, <laughs> 
uh, at a club, nothing exciting. Yeah. I always try to like lie and tell people <laughs> like just the stupidest things. Um, I like and, and stuff that uh, probably shouldn't say on the podcast, but just yeah. like just ridiculous stories that I would make up. People like, wow, really? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then no, we just met at a club, but the way that he met me is because he went to the premiere party of drag race, but he mm-hmm. wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there for another entertainer. He didn't know that I was there. And then um, I performed and he only had a $5 bill on him and he couldn't break it. So he, um, I was before the other entertainer that he wanted to see. So he just gave me the $5 bill. And it was like the moment I saw him, I was just like, <gasps> like, who is this? <laughs> um, and it, I, I always tell people, you know, when people are like, when you meet the one, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so true. It was, it was the weirdest. I've never felt that feeling in my life. I d- didn't understand. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, and yeah, we ended up getting married, but um, I found out later <laughs> that when, so when I got on drag race, um, the guy I was dating left me mm-hmm. because when they announced the cast, they announced the boy photos first before they announced our drag photos. Mm-hmm. And um, I got hit on and people were sending me messages. They mm-hmm. were like trying to slide into DMs. And I was like, I can't control what people send me. Like I can only control myself. And that's all you have to worry about. Like mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah. He did not like it. So literally while I was at work, my optician job, he packed up and left. Wow. Um. But then the twist is he actually got in a car accident. He's fine, but he got into a car accident um, and totaled his car when he left. That Like that same day? That exact same day. He wow. didn't get to leave Chicago. He uh, got into a car accident trying to leave Chicago. That's wild. It totaled his car and everything. And I was just like, that's karma. That's like, <laughs> you could have just sat there and had a conversation with me. But no, that's I, that's karma. Um, so I put one of those like cheesy little like posts on Facebook about like, oh my God, this house is so quiet now, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like saying like, you know, thirsty, stupid stuff. Yeah. There was this one person, one person that put, um, why don't now you have this big ass house? Why don't you just, you know, build forts and do cartwheels? <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, who, what is this? <laughs> um, I never thought about it ever again. I was just like, what a weirdo. Um, turns out, that was my husband and I didn't know he saw my photo before I was on drag race as like a suggested person. And so he sent me a friend request and I apparently added him. And so he knew who I was way before I was even on TV. So I always joke that like I married my stalker, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. And so it was like on our first date, he mentioned the, um, the build forts and do cartwheels. And I was like, mm. wait, what? <laughs> I was so <laughs> confused, but um, he's fine. He's, he's safe. He's, he's a gentle stalker. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, that, I feel like I'd be a little bit sketched out on the, if on the first date, they're like, yeah, I, I actually made a, co- a, po- a comment on your post, uh, you know, before <laughs> I, well, I, it, it went like um, we were going to add each other on Facebook. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're already friends on Facebook. And okay, then he was yeah. like, yeah. So that's how it like led into that conversation. Right. I, I think I would have been more weirded out. He was like, you know, I saw you on Facebook. Yeah. And he just went straight. I'd be like, oh. um, but yeah, I was like, wow, what a small world that. And mm-hmm. I never saw like the picture wasn't his photo. So I never knew who this person was. Mm-hmm. And then it's just so it's crazy how things work out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, you, you said like uh, it felt like you knew when you saw him, but like what what is it about like the relationship that has felt uh like different 
Um, he is very secure mm-hmm. and um, he's very like carpet deep, like seize the day, like go out there, make make your money, go perform, you know, do chase your dream right now because you never know when it will end. Mm-hmm. And um, so have fun with it. And I, I love that because everybody I've dated, my first boyfriend was super controlled and abusive, didn't mm-hmm. want people talking to me. The other one left me because people wanted to talk to me and I was on TV and didn't like the attention. And he was just like, I don't care. And I love that because so many of those drag race, like husbands are, are, are in it for the limelight. Like they mm. want that. And Michael is, and you know what, that's cool. If, the, if their partner's cool with it, cool, whatever, that's fine. But um, I, for me, I feel like it's, it's, it kind of stills focus or it feels like I can't give all of me because we're worried about collaborating together type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, and he just is not like that. He's like, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm a big fan. I'll watch from the side. I'll support you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't need to be in the camera. I'm yeah. Like, all right. Cool. I love that. <laughs> so um, it just works well. He's also a nerd and I, I love that. So yeah. Works. <laughs> do you, do you like get to nerd out about uh, what, what's the biggest thing you guys nerd out about? Um, so I, so right now he's actually arguing with me because he wants the new Pokemon came out oh, and, yes. um, he wants a specialty, like, you know, the switches just came out with a brand new switch yeah and they're all fancy. And, and he was like, just get me, I want this one. I was like, well then buy it. Like, go get it. And he's like, you go get it for me. And I'm like, no, like, so those are our arguments. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but we get to nerd out on that. Um, I just got into MMOs and mm. uh, he has his MMOs that he's been trying to get me to play. Um, I don't know. It's just, I think it's cute. Every night he'll come in and be like, Hey, do you want to want to play some dead by daylight together? I'm like, <laughs> I just think it's cute. Now, now I have someone I could play these video games with. And it, it's, it, it's funny. Cause, um, we really are like an old married couple because like he'll literally just do his own thing with his games. I'll do my own thing, whether it's creating something or I don't know, editing videos or playing games. And uh, we won't talk the whole day Mm. and then we'll see each other. It's like, Hey babe. Yeah. (laughs) This is perfect. That's great. Yeah. Um, You, you mentioned a couple of times that like, um, you know, the idea that, you know, ultimately, all of this could, uh, in terms of like the, 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 the fame aspect, right? Like the, the creation aspect, it could end, right? Like, cause ultimately mm-hmm. this is a, a, a kind of a volatile, uh, field, right? Um, you know, people, kind of. people come and go. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> is, so is that, is that something that, uh, is that something that weighs on you or is it is just like it's on your mind? No, because it, honestly, if, if it, I, so I say this, but I, I, all of my goals I've accomplished. Yeah. And it's crazy to say that like now the goals that I'll have are like, I don't know, visit all seven continents, like Mm. something random, but like, as far as like wanting to have my own place and be married and have a happy relationship and a family and, and, you know, have some success and, and, you know, I got it all. So if it all ended tomorrow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even care because I have what I want, you know what I mean? And I've done it and I get to say that I've done it. And so, yeah. And I feel like if I wanted to tend tomorrow, like I could just stop creating it and I, I would be fine. Mm-hmm. But like, I love creating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I physically could stop. <laughs> so, um, but I think um, some people, uh, some people need it. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. like that's like, and they feel like they are nothing without the fame. Yeah. And I was like, you were somebody before you had fame. Mm-hmm. Now, now you just have some extra cameras on you, but that's it. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, and I think um, that was the main reason I don't like people calling me Fifi anymore is because I never wanted to lose sight of who Jeremy was. Yeah. And that's why I always tell people, call me Jeremy. It's just Jeremy. Maybe my channel is just Jeremy. Just Jeremy. My Twitter is just Jeremy. Yeah, it's it's just Jeremy. That's why you got to call me. Um, because I would use those characters' names or like I would use that Fifi name all the time. And I don't know why, because... I I created all that. Beefy didn't create any of that. I did all yeah. that. Why is she getting the credit for it? She's not even real. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people think that they're nothing without without their fame. And that's, I think that's the wrong mentality to have. Well, it's kind of beautiful, right? Like you, you grew up having to escape into these fantasies and like be other people because uh, of of the situation that you were in. Um, and you've reached a point where it's like, yeah, I, I don't need those anymore. Like I still enjoy them. Still a you part of my funny. life, but but now I, I can be me. So Fox um, Alter Ego hired me to collaborate and like create a character. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with what Alter Ego is? Uh, not not entirely. No. Okay, so they get to it's 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 kind of like the mass singer, but they get to use an avatar. So they get to use you know like all the, the special effects with like the dots on them, and they get to, okay, yeah. So they get to perform, but it's normally people that have you know like stage fright or, or don't feel beautiful mm. enough to sing in front of audience. All this type of stuff. And so they asked me to share my story about like comics and all this stuff. And it was kind of the same story. Like I shared about like how I would escape and, you know, relate to these powerful people that were outcasts. And then the, it's funny that you, what you just said, because the last thing I said is like, I realized in the end, um, I, I was a superhero all along and I never yeah. needed the cape. And it's, and it's so true because it took this whole journey to realize like, no, like I, I, it was in me the whole time. And that sounds so like, put it on a wall and frame yeah. it type of poster, <laughs> but it really, it's so true. Yeah. Like it's, you have it in you and it just takes a journey to get you to that point that you believe in yourself. And that's what it goes back to saying, like, there's a difference in being confident, cocky and arrogant and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm just, I just, I know me now. Yeah. I, I love that. And, and like, you, like it, this isn't, you know, it's not just something that's on a poster on your wall, right? Like it's your life. Like you've lived yeah. it, you have the history to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that's, that's so cool. Uh, so, um, so let's, let's say, let's say all it did all end all tomorrow. Like, uh, you know, no more, no more, uh, like, uh, you know, creative career. You can still be creative in your life. Like, what do you do? What, what's the, what is the rest of your life look like? I have said, uh, I, I say it like almost every time I stream too, I, would love to go back to being an optician. It was my favorite job before I was performing. Yeah. And it was because I genuinely like, I like helping people and I love, I love fashion. I love, you know, all this stuff. I actually, I need glasses all the, like to see. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I loved it. It was so much fun bringing excitement to people and helping them medically um, by just choosing out a frame to put on their face and, and getting them, I wear mint a lot to me. It wasn't just like work at iMasters, pick two for 99, you're done. For me, I worked at like private practices. So choosing a frame for somebody that matches their personality and they're able to like show who they are through their frame was just like a really fun challenge and a way that I think a lot of people don't look at eyewear. Mm. Um, but I would, I would go back to doing that. I would, I would do that. And I would probably, honestly, I, cause I'm a co-chair with drag out the vote, which is uh, getting people politically, um, mm-hmm active um and and register to vote and and create changes and all this stuff i would probably do a lot um with that too so yeah that's awesome uh can you can you tell me more about that like uh how did that get started yeah so when um the hurricane hit um um puerto rico 
during Trump's presidency and mm-hmm. nothing happened um, to help them. And he threw some paper towels at people. Um, my my husband, like I said, is Puerto Rican. Um, his mom called one day just crying because she couldn't get in contact with her family in Puerto Rico. And um, I was just, I felt like, oh my God, like, what can I do to help? Like, I don't, what can I do? They're, they're not getting any financial assistance. I was like, it's not like, a, like this money is going to be, it's not like, a, I mean, yes, they need a lot. The whole, the whole, you know, island was just a wreck, but um, like people need food and all this stuff, like basic necessities, like if they need money to help fund this, like, how can we do this? And in my head, I was thinking like the drag race girls, we make stupid money to get up there to perform like, like, like ridiculous amounts of money. And I was like, if we could just one night, just one night donate all the money that we make, all of our booking fees, everything, like what, like how much could we make in just one night? Mm -hmm. And um, I put together, it was the biggest drag race show in the history of drag race. Um, I put together Minneapolis and we raised over, um, it was like $125,000. Wow. And um, donated, donated it to Puerto Rico. And I, um, I went there to go build roofs and everything. Um, I went there to go help um, at the children's hospital, like did all this stuff. Well, one of my um, friends who's an author that um, she was in Austin. Now she moved to New York um, was like, Hey, I really want to, I want to turn this into something. She's like, and I think you could, because it's so like drag is already a political movement in itself. Like mm-hmm. being who you are and being, you know, Stonewall. And it's just, it's always been political. Um, like how could we take this and make it even bigger? And then, um, so we talked, she asked if she could take that idea and I would be a co-chair of it. And I was like, Oh, a hundred percent. And so she created drag out the vote, which is, um, getting people registered and getting them out to marches or, or, you know, just educating people on how to vote and the importance of voting. And, um, the power of drag and i think it's really really cool because it's something that's going to obviously get your attention but it's again like i said it's drag so it's already politically mm-hmm. it's already political yeah <laughs> so, that that's awesome i that's um it, that's that's a really cool thing to uh to to be able to do yeah no it's been really fun and it's like so i grew up um in a very like christian republican household mm-hmm. um um, they, I, I remember the first time it was, um, I think it was Kerry versus Bush was the election. Yeah. Mm. And, um, I, uh, um, it was like the first time I could vote and I voted for, uh, Kerry and my parents got so mad. Oh, <laughs> they were so mad at me. And I was like, why? They're like, because this house is a Bush house. And I was like, no, your vote is a Bush vote. My, that's not my vote. Like, and I, I'm allowed to have my own vote. And I don't think people realize the power their voice has. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, granted, you didn't get it, but like, um, yeah. <laughs> but like in numbers, it can be a huge thing. And it's that moment that people think that they don't have power in their voice that then, then it starts to turn away people. So like the more that we can inspire people to get out there and like, no, your voice counts. And if this election wasn't the most recent one, wasn't a testament to that, like every vote freaking counts, mm-hmm. every voice matters. Um, it's, it's true. So it's just really cool to get out there and what a fun, like, way to get yeah people active it's it's different it's exciting because i think that's a lot of things too is that with politics it can be boring it can like it, it, not not for me but for a lot of people i it can be boring because it's just a bunch of stuff that they don't even you know yeah words and, and you know policies they've never heard of before and so um we were like how can we get them excited and wanting to come out and learn um because you can't i always tell people you can't make people care Mm-hmm. You have to want to care. So yeah. how can we um, bring that out of them? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, what, what are your plans for the future? Like where, where, where are you going from here? What, what are you up to? I have been doing a lot of, um, I think Twitch helped that, but a lot of like hosting, mm-hmm. um, which has been really, really fun. It's, um, producing my own show, like cosplay has been incredible. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of, um, on the horizon, um, shows that are in the works, which I'm excited about. And, um, I have a new comic that's going to, that I'm working on that, um, will be produced. Um, so it's been, it's, yeah, there's a lot of fun, fun things going on. I have a new photo series coming out at the beginning of the year, which, um, I haven't done a photo series since I, I did one for the, um, hundredth anniversary for women's rights to vote. Mm. Um, so I'm doing a new one now, but this one, we're going back to my, my nerd roots yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it'll be it'll be a fun one but yeah that's where we're at right now very cool uh well jeremy this has been uh this has been such a delight oh thank you i agree i, I enjoyed this yeah I didn't, I didn't know what to expect but i really enjoyed it like, i mean <laughs> I, honestly i didn't either and uh i'm very i'm very impressed i'm very glad that i i talked to you i feel like this was uh this was great thank you thank you thank you um where where can people find you if they're if they're looking to to catch up on some of this stuff um everywhere um, is just Jeremy, J A R E M I. Um, they can, yeah, it's just look for the little check mark. So <laughs> it's me. Yeah. Uh, go find Jeremy. He's, uh, as, as I've said, uh, on this podcast so far, uh, a, a great streamer. Um, if, uh, if you're interested in that, uh, definitely check him out over there. And that's it. That was Jeremy. Thank you so much for joining us for this one. I thought it went really well. Uh, a lot to, learn from a lot to uh to glean from uh an interview here with jeremy uh what a what a guy what a guy uh you can of course find me on twitch twitch.tv slash taryn armstrong hanging out playing games doing all kinds of things check me out over there and you can find me on twitter as well at armstrong taryn uh and that's what i've got for you this week but i will be back next week with another interview here Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. It's the Terran Show.